This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. Yeah, being a Friday morning, we're heading off to the southern suburbs. Dr. Peter Hammond is there, the founder of Frontline Fellowship, the Reformation Society, Africa Christian Action, and the William Carey Bible Institute. Good morning to you, Dr. Hammond. Good morning, Brad. How are you today? Very good. Great to hear your voice. Hope you're well. Yes, thank you. Well, you know, when you look at the news, often we see there's a lot of people who angry, and there's a lot of people who bitter. And uh, the Bible warns us that uh, we should beware lest the root of bitterness spring up in mm. any of us, causing trouble to many. And there's no doubt that uh, bitterness causes a huge amount of trouble for many. And in international relations and domestic it causes turmoil not only in homes, uh, it causes uh, problems in the streets. And uh, Hebrews 12, 14, 15 says, Beware that the root of bitterness does not spring up, causing um, many uh, uh, troubles. And uh, what we're seeing today is a lot of bitter people. And um, bitterness is a seed. And uh, there's seed of bitterness, and there's the soil of bitterness, and Hurt is basically the, the seed that uh, festers, mm. and festers is the right word, because just like if you've got a root uh, in your driveway, uh, you may not be able to see it, uh, but you can certainly see the results of it as it lifts up uh, the driveway, and uh, that's why we read in Ephesians 4, 31 to Chapter 5, verse 2, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, mm. brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us, mm. and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Now that's the word of God in Ephesians 4. Bitterness defiles. And bitterness destroys lives. And bitterness destroys friendships and families and one's future. And bitterness is like a cancer. It devours its host. Bitterness is actually self-induced misery. And whether uh, it is real or imagined or exaggerated, the result of bitterness is, is real. When we sin, we should feel guilt. When others sin against us, we feel bitter. So bitterness is always based upon somebody else's actions. Now, these actions could be real. Mm. They could be exaggerated. They could be imagined. They may not have even happened at all. They may even be based on a false report. But the bitterness is always very real. And bitter people cannot imagine the possibility that they're bitter about imaginary sins. As far as the bitter person is concerned, the other person's guilt must always be very real. And so a lot of the rioters arsonists and people who are destroying things in the streets are they're bitter mm-hmm. and they're angry about something they believe others are guilty of. That's why Hebrews 12 verse 15 says, see to it that no one misses the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to defile many and to cause trouble. Yeah. So the Bible warns us lest any root of bitterness spring up in our lives causing trouble and defiling many others. If there is a root of bitterness, it will be a bitter root. And bitterness is destructive and it's devastating. Uh, the fact that 
which you normally cannot see, which doesn't mean they're not there. Roots are drinking moisture and nourishment and they spread. And because a root is underground, it cannot normally be seen, but you can often see visible evidence of their presence when they lift up the driveways and the pavements and the riots in many streets are also evidence of roots of bitterness bearing destructive fruits mm. and causing trouble to many. Now, the bitterness is not necessarily concerned with how big the sin, whether real, imagined, or exaggerated. It depends on how close the relationship with the one responsible. So strangers could do incredibly evil things all over the world without any of us feeling bitterness. However, our co-workers, our family members, our friends, our immediate superiors, neighbors, are close enough to us that what they do or even what they do not do can be perceived as such an offense that we can react in bitterness. Mm. And it's not necessarily our serious defenses. Sometimes it may be a trivial incident that sparks it or for triggers it. But as one uh, person uh, said to me who I was seeking to counsel, you remind me of my father. I hate my father. <laughs> sure. And the bitterness that just poured out of him said, wow, what triggered that? And in the Bible, in the book of Ruth, we read of Naomi, who moved from Israel to another land where her husband and both her sons died. Hmm. And the Bible records that Naomi reacted with bitterness towards God. Read in Ruth 1, it grieves me very much for your sake that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Do not call me Naomi, call me Mara, for Almighty God has dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, and the Lord has brought me on empty. Why do you call me Naomi? Since the Lord has testified against me, and the Almighty has afflicted me. So there you can see Naomi claiming was, was bitter, and bitterness never leads you closer to God. Bitterness is like an acid that numbs one's conscience. And the Bible tells us about the prophet Jonah, who also reacted with much bitterness, when the people of Nineveh repented of their sins, mm. and the Lord relented from sending judgments on him, and he would have thought he should have rejoiced. But yes. the Lord said to Jonah, do you have the right to be angry? And Jonah insisted, I do. I'm angry enough to die. And he's angry, he's bitter with God, because God forgave the Ninevites and did not send destruction on them. Those closest to us are the ones who can actually hurt us the most. Husband, wife, parent, friend, brother, sister... These are the ones we're most sensitive towards. When we're offended, we tend to react in one of two destructive ways. One is to nurse the bitterness, remembering the details, until we make ourselves sick. The other is to talk about it to as many other people as possible, spreading the bitterness and sickness mm. wider. However, the Word of God commands us, dig up the root of bitterness and get rid of it. And that's why our Lord Jesus taught us to pray, forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your Heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive you. And so the Apostle Peter came to Jesus and said, How many times, Lord, shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times. Mm. And Jesus said, No, I tell you, not seven times, but 70 times seven. That's in Matthew 18. And the Lord told the parable of the unforgiving servant. Mm about a servant who owed a fortune to a king that he was unable to pay. And he and his wife and his children and all that he owned were to be sold into slavery to repay the debt. And the servant fell on his knees before the king and pleaded, be patient with me, I will pay back everything. And the king took pity on him and cancelled his debt and let him go free. And our Lord then relates that when the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, actually, at just a few cents. 
And he grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay me back what you owe. And his fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me, I'll pay you back. But he refused and instantly had the man thrown to prison. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed. And they went and they told the master everything that had happened. And then the master called the servants and said, you wicked servants, I cancelled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Should you not have had mercy on your fellow servants as I've had mercy on you? Mm. And he was turned over to the jailers till he could pay back all that he owed. This is how your heavenly father will treat each one of you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. So our Lord made it very clear that we are to exhibit unconditional, unilateral forgiveness. Not only does the Bible teach us to forgive those who ask us for forgiveness, we also command it to forgive others even when they don't ask for forgiveness. Therefore, as God's chosen, holy, and dearly beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion mm. and kindness, humility, gentleness, and, passion, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord has forgiven you. And so that's in Colossians 3 verse 12. We to forgive unconditionally. We are forgiven by God, and we command it to live a life of unconditional forgiveness towards others. Yeah. And the fact that the offending person may not have necessarily apologized or repented or undertaken due restitution does not relieve me of my responsibility for the God who has forgiven me and commanded me not to harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in my heart. Uh, because when you have envy and selfish ambition, you have disorder in every evil practice. But the wisdom which comes down from God is full of mercy, we read in James 3. So... It's so important for us to, in this world full of anger and bitterness, to model what Christ has commanded us to and what he modeled, how he, from the cross, could, having been wrongly tried, falsely accused, unjustly condemned, whipped and beaten, with all his disciples forsaken him, and religious leaders condemning him, the crowd mocking him, reviling and cursing him, our Lord Jesus prayed, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Now, if we could follow in Christ's footsteps in this way, we could begin to bring some healing in our societies. Yeah, and doesn't our, don't our societies need healing? We've heard it there from Dr. Peter Hammond, uh, the founder of Frontline Fellowship, the Reformation Society, Africa Christian Action, and the William Carey Bible Institute. Many thanks to you, Dr. Hammond. Have a great Friday. Thank you so much. God bless you. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za